A vacation is what you take when you can no longer take what you've been taking. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is Modern Escapism. Aloha! My name is Oodles. Please fasten your seatbelts and place seats back and trade tables in their full upright position. We're going on holidays, motherfuckers! Joining me on this action-packed trip. Bookie hat, check. Fanny pack, check. Condoms, check. It's Biggie. Hello. Hello. And I'm not lost. Goth Factor 5000 applied, spiked bikini packed, it's candy. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Emergency travelling snacks include cookies, cakes, crisps and Pepsi Max cherry, it's Stig. Oh, that sounds like a good, uh, a good pack. Good pack, that, isn't it? And we've managed to convince him to leave the country on a quest for adventure, it's Gadget. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be flying fucking north at this rate. Jesus Christ. <laughs> to the Arctic Circle, indeed. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I mean, well, also, before you get going, just as an apology for the people who actually watch us on YouTube, there's no video version this week. It is far too hot to have like, lights on. In, in the, yeah, <laughs> we've got, near enough. It's so fucking hot. So, yeah, no video version this week. Sorry, folks. I've I didn't, got, I didn't want to spend the extra two hours in, in, in my office editing it. I've got the baggiest <laughs> T-shirt ever because I've, I've got a bit of prickly, prickly skin from the sun from yesterday. Do you know when it's just... Ooh. Ooh. So it's nice and baggy, but yeah. So, before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. And now, it's time to find out what's been happening within nerd culture. It's Biggie's Breaking News. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for... Biggie's Breaking News. News. So, um, first off, it's official. <laughs> the agreement to acquire Haven has closed. So, uh, is this the one that was announced by accident by PlayStation? And then... Do you mean Haven Holidays? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> PlayStation own them now. I think this is the one that they accidentally put in their, uh, on the tweet, and then it was taken down very quickly. Um, but yeah, they have officially taken over Haven Studios. But I have no idea who they are, what have they done. I couldn't find anything yeah, about them. who are Haven? So as our news journalist, didn't you go into some research to find out what they were? Did you just accept the fact that they've bought them and not do any fucking work? I did. I, tra- I just literally took that headline. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, moving on. You can work for Fox News like this. Keep it snappy, baby. Uh, it- Wait there. Let's find out who Haven are for the listeners. There's, there must be someone that's got access to the internet. Yeah, I'm just looking now. Their website is, is looks lovely, but it's fucking terrible to use. <laughs> One of those. These ones. That's why yeah. I didn't go on it. That's where I stopped. Not like modernescapism.co.uk, may I add. Great website. Right, it looks like, like they... It, it, it looks like they're one of those studios that kind of work on a lot of projects for other Help people. Help others, yeah. 
Yeah, they, they um, I'm just looking, kind of looking at their blog. It doesn't seem like they've released anything recently. It's like Sony Bend used um, to be the, the company that ported games to PS Vita and then they became their own studio after. Yeah, it's, um, it's I mean, I mean, the, the uh, hang on, what games have Haven Studios produced? <laughs> Team is composed of seasoned developers from across the industry who have worked on some of the most successful and beloved franchises, including The Sims, Assassin's Creed, Rainbow Six Siege, Tomb Raider, and Star Wars Battlefront. So it's a new studio. It's a super group. With, yeah, super group, industry veterans. Mm. There we go. That's what it is. I'm into it then. I hope we get a nice new which IP would explain why. That. Yeah, which explain why Sony would want to buy them. Mm. Yeah. You've got that kind of pedigree. Lovely new IP. Get some new games. New games. And speaking of which, um, they also confirmed that the um, agreement for Bungie has now officially been acquired too. So they're doing quite well this month. Mm. I forgot that was happening, actually. So that's actually that's really gone through now. Yeah. Done and cool. From January, there's a delay in... Um, what do they call them? Monopoly experts or something? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking so. into it in a nutshell. Mate, if we talk yeah, about Monopoly, if we talk about Monopolies, fucking Microsoft have got way more than Sony have got. Mm. Exactly. I think it's fair game, really, because I think when it comes to Monopolies, it's all about if there's no variety for everyone else, but there still is. It's, it's, not a, the- it's, it's, also, it's also down to how much autonomy they have. Yeah. So, like, you know, Microsoft own Bethesda. Microsoft don't kind of tell Bethesda what to do. No, Bethesda's exactly. allowed to do what they want to do. And the money drink, just please. filters up to Microsoft at some point. Yeah. Do, do your drink. Do your job. I did. I did like how someone on Twitter tricked a lot of people into it. Made a fake um, warning sign from from Destiny, mm. and it said, uh, "We have detected that you're using uh, an Xbox controller. You can no longer mm. do this anymore. You have to use a PlayStation <laughs> oh, one." Beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> oh, like no. Xbox controller is way better for shooting games. Fucking miles better. Just where analog sticks are. Way better. Speaking of which, Sony have decided to almost copy what Xbox Microsoft have been doing already. They've announced PlayStation Stars, which is a free loyalty scheme <laughs> for PlayStation 5 and 4 fans. And it's the same kind of thing. Play certain games, you get points, and then you can trade them in. For Let's stuff. be realistic. It'll be play all these free-to-play fucking gacha games, then get points. It won't be fucking games that everyone... It won't be Elden Ring, which is the most popular game played this year. It's not going to be that. It's, it's still it's, the best-selling game of the year. Yeah, it's, it's just going to be shit that no one wants to play to push that out a bit more. Everyone's going to be playing Warframe just for points. Fucking <laughs> shite, mate. <laughs> Sorry, so Warframe fans. <laughs> Putting uh, Sony aside, um, Microsoft have uh, announced that Halo Infinite is finally getting some new story. But it's in a time book. <laughs> everyone's really happy. The Halo so book's apparently good, three. though. The, the first one's worth 343 have absolutely fucked this, though, haven't they, mm. really? Like, they put out a good game. Yeah. But just like everyone's like, okay, can we have a bit more? Can we have like more multiplayer stuff? Can we have more story can stuff? And they're book? just like, and have a book, mate. And it's a prequel as game. well. Not read a book. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, the thing is, mm. right, if, if I ever went on, on uh, yeah, this this links as well, if I went on holiday on the poolside, I saw some guy reading the Halo Infinite novel, I'd splash his book. I'd go, <laughs> Get off! You're on holiday! <laughs> you nerd! <laughs> Holidays are for Dan Brown and Dan Brown only. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. Maybe a Tom Clancy if you're bored of Dan Yeah, Brown. a stretch. 
something some, some the size of a doorstop that you bought at WH Smith's exactly. in the airport. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or some, some like C-list uh, sports star. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Chris Kamara's autobiography in yeah. Benidorm. <laughs> okay, so leaving game Next. for the moment. I'm going to talk about the Emmys briefly. So the nominations are out. Um, unsurprisingly, Squid Game and Marvel's Loki uh, were right up there. Mm. Um, the right streaming down. services have certainly uh, picked things up. Um, alongside that is Succession. Got 25 nominations in total. And there's a few here that I um, have and haven't heard of. So HBO's The White Lotus. Don't know anything about that. Nope. Um, Ted Lasso. Yay! Yeah, love it. Uh, you got the uh, comedy series Hacks and Only Murders in the Building. They're tied in third place for 17. I've heard things. really good, that. Yeah. Mm. I've heard, yeah, I've heard I've really good things. Really good things about that. Uh, Stranger Things um, and Squid Game, both the 13 and 14 noms, respectively. And then Squid Games is fantastic. I'm so glad that's getting mm. all the. Mm. Then a few others: Abbott Elementary, Yellow Jackets, which Candy was talking about before. Um, yeah. Moon Knight got eight noms. Loki coming in Good. second with six. Great show. And What If of all things got three. Loved Hawkeye it. Only we used got to like two. What If, didn't we, mate? I um, did like What If. It seems to get a bit of a kick in for some reason, but <laughs> I really liked it. <laughs> Fuck it, did some good stuff. Yeah. Certainly redeemed. Uh, Ultron, Ultron. Not for sure. <laughs> we got yeah. our redemption. <laughs> I was gutted to see that Midnight Mass didn't get mentioned. I thought that was awesome. Was that year before though? Was that no, it was, no, no, it's in this last year. Yeah, what a slow year! What a yeah. slow yeah. fucking year! <laughs> I, still, I can't believe Squid Games this year. Oh, I've watched it like three times since it released. I adore Squid Games. <laughs> can't wait mm. for next season. The um, the the biggest omission for me is. Boys and Anthony Starr. Yeah, yep. That's the biggest. Are they not getting nod? Nope. Uh, but I am happy to see Bob Odenkirk and um, um, Rhea Seahorn get nominated for Better Call Saul because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. long overdue. I've been pushing into that. It's a really good show. Really good. Yeah. You guys the last right. last episode Four. on Tuesday. No, 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 no. The last like six just started up this week. Just. Just the week gone, it started up like the last six episodes. Cool, okay. Absolute banger of an episode yeah. to return on as well. I saw that. That's the one I've seen so far. Oh, cool. Yeah. So good. Uh, no, there's some stuff in there that I want to check out. Barry, has anyone, any of you watched Barry? I, I've like, watched a few episodes of it. People liked, rave liked, about it. I liked it, but it didn't, it didn't force me to go watch the third episode. Yeah. But I, I did this like late, to watch it. Apparently this latest season is just incredible, so... I do like Bill Hader, so I might give it a... Yeah, I did, I did start. I might it, give it a it? go. Yeah, good. Uh, moving on from that, Ryan Gosling um, has debunked any rumours that he's playing Nova by saying that he wants to play Ghost Rider, which I could totally get on board with. Fuck. No, don't be stupid. Mm, Norman Reedus. Got to be Norman Reedus. Yeah. Nailed on. No, Norman, I think, I think um, Gosling... Is it a good Ghost Rider? Gosling would have been better as... To be fair, yeah, yeah. To be fair, I don't think Gosling could fit in. I can't. I, a person of his like caliber, it's already been filled with many other people. You know what I mean? I don't. At least I don't it, see it. He's not exactly Mister Charisma, Ryan Gosling, is it? He's Mister Swoon. People like to swoon. 
Yeah, but then mm. he's going to have all the CGI and all the masks, what whatever. It's going to be different, isn't it? He's good in Blade Runner, though, isn't it? It's uh, it's uh, excellent. The nice guys. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Shit. Oh, the nice guys. Yeah. Fucking awesome movie. Yeah. Shit. He is, isn't it? Mm. Mm. I just proved he could actually act because he was playing against type, wasn't he? Because he wasn't the heartthrob. He was a fucker. So yeah. good. Mm. We'll see what he's like in the Grey Man. That's how this it, week next. It looks this, like Nova. This week coming. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. It looks like Nova, and we've seen Nova Car in Guardians of the Galaxy, so it exists. So why not? Most of the time now, it's just so many, just rumors and fan casting, and then it gets. There's not ups. many left. There's not somebody many main characters picks, left. Somebody just picks it up and says, "Oh, this is happening." It's like from where the sources. There is no source. It just it's just ended up circulating around the internet, and eventually, one of the mainstream news people hasn't done any research and just picked it up and said, "Oh, Ryan Gosling is Nova." I think he'd make a, I think he'd make a better like Havoc from X-Men. Oh, that'd be a good chap, yeah. Yeah. He'd do a good Havoc. He looks like him as well. That's yeah. how I'm judging it on what people look like. Not, not like people can put wigs on. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah, so keeping people on their toes, back to gaming. Uh, Nintendo um, has announced Kirby's Dream Buffet, a Fool's Guy-style party game coming to the Switch for people that have Switches. Oh. Which they'll I've, kill after a month because it's Nintendo. I have been playing Fall Guys quite a bit though. It's fucking, it's a right laugh. Right it runs like toffee on fucking Switch though. It's fucking <laughs> shite. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fun still. Uh, I've won a few times, but I, 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 I play any of them with Kirby in. I just haven't played his latest game yet, which I'm really keen to play. I know at least Gadget isn't up for this. Is Bayonetta 3 was also announced oh, yes. its release date of the 28th of October this year. Yeah, hyped for this. Really hyped for it. Love being at games. I only played the first one. I mean, I I own the second one because I got it in that that, that thing, that deal, but a bundle. Yeah. But I just I just picked up the. I've never, one I've never played them. It's Devil May Cry, mate. I love Devil May Cry. Yeah, but he wants to play as a girl. Ugh, I want to be Dante. <laughs> I want to be Dante. <laughs> she would kick the living shit out of all of us with a fucking flick of her hair. <laughs> And smile while doing it. Bayonetta is such a fucking wild character. I love her because it's not its not just that they kind of like designed her sexy. It's that her it attitude is yeah. fucking brilliant. She's so funny. She knows who she and is. Does not, she knows who she is and she does not give two fucks. I did like, so I did like that first game because it, it gave you a lot of optional uh, um, mega bosses, that, uh, super bosses that Devil May Cry sometimes lacks. I always want to like, yeah. like, on Devil May Cry you have to play the towers modes, don't you, where you're just going up floors. I just want to fight the bosses all the fucking time. The big spectacles. Yeah. I like that part, Bayonetta. The, the music's also fantastic in there. Oh, it is great. I didn't on the Bayonetta, Nintendo, the controls are quite intricate as well. The first one, you, you get the, the combat's quite deep. You get the first one on PC. Yeah, combat is but quite you, deep. Yeah. Yeah, so you can get the first one on PC. It's the second one that's Nintendo. The second and third one's Nintendo. Yeah. They run well on Switch, though. 60 frames. Uh, this one for Oodles. Apparently, it looks like some previously delisted Metal Gear games are about to return back on sale because they were apparently pulled originally. Yeah, they were, they, they, apparently, two and three. This is the big rumor: is one Blu-ray, all games up to, before, before four, basically, because they're never going to do four. Never, they're never going to part four to anything. It's never going to be a thing. Mm. But yeah, 
one, two, three, subsistence, all those um, portable ops, all that in on one Blu-ray. But I can't see it happening. That's too much money that they'd waste. Because the dig- if they did well, it digitally, individual, they make more money. Because I buy them. The only reason they were ta- the only reason they were taken off the stores is because there was a rights issue with a lot of the stock footage they used. That makes sense. Yeah, because there's a so, lot of so like, real-world imagery, isn't there? Yeah, so that they're not re-releasing them they're basically just relisting them back on the stores it's not like a new version or anything like it's that it's funny because they're not on the playstation uh, they're not on playstation 4 uh, 5 you can't get any other apart from i think five like five games no well the, yeah because of this rights issue they're taken off all platforms oh right so you, i just had them on so xbox can't buy anyway it. i was i must have yes. bought them years ago yeah so you can't buy the hd collection on xbox at the minute you can't buy them on they got re-released last year on uh, gog can't get them at the minute wow. and stuff like that the GOG version yeah, of one is the best version, isn't it? Yeah, it's literally just a rights issue. Okay, go bring them back. Great games. Uh, I don't think one was affected. It was just two and three. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, two's got so much real world footage on it. Mm. Fuck. Mm. That's the game. <laughs> and moving Next. on, uh, the sequel that no one asked for, uh, Orphan First Kill, will be released in August 19th on Paramount Plus and Select Theatres. I quite like the first movie. Prequel. I don't, I don't know a, what Orphan is. What's Orphan? Can't be a I sequel. Re- <laughs> You're not talking about Orphan Scion of Magic or whatever from the PS2 the game, are you? Little, no, it's a horror sh- film from 2009. Um, I've not seen that. Um, it's watchable. It's, it's, got, it's got a real good twist in it, to be fair. Uh, Wasn't that um, a true story, though? Yes. It's like kind of based on a true story. And this Orphan First Kill is about... They talk about something that she did in the fi- in the film off, and they talk about something that she did. I think this film is about that, um, but it's played by the same actress as well. So she's going to look a lot older. And they haven't used any de aging technology on her. They've just made her look. She looks really young. She still looks. She looks older than she did, obviously, when she was a little girl playing the character in two thousand nine. But the actress is like twenty five now, I think, and. They've made a look like a ten-year-old. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing oh, what you can do with contouring, isn't it, Candy? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I quite like often. It's all right, yeah. like, the, but it's got a good twist in it. Are you going to go to cinema to see it? No, I don't think you are. I right. focus on Paramount Plus. Watch, watch on that. Uh, next up, Dean Fleischer Camp is set to direct the live action of yes, another Disney remake, Lilo and Stitch. Everyone were crying out for that. I've never seen Lilo <laughs> and Stitch. I've never seen it. It's a fine yeah. film. Not I, the best I know what he is. He's that little... Oh, I feel like it. Yeah. With the yeah. four arms. I know who he is. Mm-hmm. I've played Kingdom Hearts, guys. As long as you keep the Elvis soundtrack. Very true, yeah. Mm. Everything. Every, literally, it's just going to be everything. Next one. I don't even know what he is. Is he an alien or a creature? Or a, a he's an alien. Animal. Yeah. Oh, he's an alien. Yeah, we'll get them. We'll get them all eventually. We'll get Frozen and yeah, live action Frozen. Yeah, Yeah. oh, they'll come. They're never going to run out, are they? Because they're always making films. There's already a musical, isn't it? Live action, live action Frozen will make so much fucking money. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Oh, it's going to be insane. It's going to be a billion dollars. Oh wow, that's going to be the next five years, I bet as well. I bet they'll push it out earlier than they do with the others, just because they know that's big money. Hopefully, Chris Pratt will play Sven. Oh. 
Probably. <laughs> Probably. Uh, Chris, Chris Pratt will be playing all of the roles. Mm. Yeah. Olaf. Especially the snowman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Aliens, again, is getting a single-player action horror treatment for VR. Hmm. Consoles and PC. Mm. Sounds frightening. I can't even play isolation, mate. Never mind with your headset on. I mean, <laughs> more alien games is a good thing as long as it's, it's always a good thing. In the vein of in the vein of isolation, if it's like that kind yeah. of game, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I, I always kind of gutted that a uh, Creative Assembly didn't get to do a second isolation game because mm. um, they just went back to making Total War games. I know it's I, finally. I, I know War it's was. like Alien Isolation is still on my plate because I, I never got past like the first two levels, but. I think it did its job if it's frightened me enough not to play it. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, you, you can get that. The, the Alien Isolation is like a proper game of endurance as well because you are consistently terrified for a very long time. <laughs> yeah, I can't cope with that. And even the kind of the moments in the game where you know you're safe, hmm. you don't feel safe. Exactly. The there's, a mo- there's, a mo- there's a moment after Chapter 10 um, where you do something and you think, oh, Christ, that's a gone... F- for good, oh, for now. good. Like you think yeah. you're at the end of the game, and you're still you're walking through Sevastopol, and it's still terrifying because you're kind <laughs> there of you go. you're you're absolutely conditioned to know this place is scary as shit. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm hoping for this um this Dead Space remake because I can play survival horror games, not these atmospheric horror games. Survival horror. Yeah. I want it to be a bit less creatures and just a bit more tension for a, for a lot longer than the first game. Well, the first game had pl- plenty of areas of tension. There's less monsters than the second the te- game, didn't it? Yeah, the problem with the first Dead Space is though you lost a lot of attention because you had to backtrack a lot. Backtrack, you would like go yeah. deep into a level and then go back to Come the train back. station. Yeah. And like you you've already seen the surprises walking there. So <laughs> yeah, like you know, oh hit. there's a mon- yeah. there's a monster cupboard here, that's gonna jump out there or stuff like yeah. that. So you- Oh, I, I like a survival horror. I like when I know I can kill the beast, but Alien Isolation, I can't kill the beast. I, I do really do like the idea of having it. Maybe not like an, maybe not a game like Alien Isolation. If they're doing aliens, yeah. If you're a colonial marine, if you've got a big gun and yes. it's in VR, that'll be fucking. Oh, amazing. mate, I'm down for that because I want a PlayStation VR too. So I hope it comes out on that. Yeah, well, it says it's coming out on the consoles. So, mm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all up for it. Just more high-quality, high-budget alien games, yes. please. It's the aesthetic. It's a fucking franchise it's the right nail the aesthetic and the sound and... Oh, yeah. Down for I mean, it. I'm down to fuck that. That Fireteam Elite or whatever it called didn't really set the world on fire, did it? It wasn't bad. I it played had, a few it's rounds It's still got it. a community, though, hasn't it? Yeah. That's the thing. People they've still got, play it. The, they've got this kind of real-time strategy one that they announced at the... Xbox, uh, the Summer Games Fest thing, um, which I was originally down on, but then this is oh, because I thought it was like a twin stick shooter. It says no, it's a real time strategy, like Commandos. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in. Yeah, it, Commandos man. are fucking so good as well. Oh. But so, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like, just give me more high budget alien films. That alien, alien one we've got right. now, though, that isometric one, uh, multiplayer one, that's gone longer than Friday the Thirteenth, and I love Friday the Thirteenth. I mean that that got that got canned really fast. That. They still sell it, even though there's no servers. Weird. <laughs> you can play. You can play like low, uh, private, private servers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Still great game. Next. So popularity of the boys. Yes, of course they need to do something else with this. Um, so they've come up with Gen V, which is basically based on a college. Um, they say it's something like part college show, part Hunger Games is the plan. With heart, satire, and the <laughs> raunch of the boys. 
it has the potential to be shite, I think. When, like, when I'm not yeah, pumped for that at all when I hear that. No, but when they say college, in my head straight away, I was like, Cobra Kai, the boys, imagine, imagine. Yeah. Well, they could just lean really good. into it and do Animal House and the boys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just feel like it's going to end up being a show full of people we hate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be young kids doing their gen Arrogant. Z stuff like the stuff that we're not really into, and you just like, fuck off, fuck off. Can't <laughs> any of the any of these people? They're all bellends. They're all superheroes. So that makes them even extra, like on the bellend scale. So now the list of actors involved. I, I hope I'm surprised, but like I don't recognise yeah. a lot of these names. But it's Jazz Sinclair, Chance Padorno, London Thor. What a name! Patrick Schwarzenegger, Lizzie Broadway. Asa German, uh, Matty Phillips, and Derek Le, or Le, announced that... They all just sound like bespoke pizzas that you get from, like, hip pizza places. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the only person I've heard of is Patrick Schwarzenegger. Yes, yeah, obviously. Arnie's, Arnie's son. <laughs> and he spit double of him as well. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, the reason the boys work so well is because of the characters, the actors that play them are so good. The, Mate, the boys is resting on Anthony Starr. The whole fucking show is resting on yeah. him. But that's <laughs> it. You know, still do have the, the other side of people who aren't the superheroes yeah. and the people you can root for. Yeah, absolutely. even the people you know, even the people that are meant to be on the good side. In inverted commas. Perfect you show. Know, yeah, Perfect show. I, I, I mean, the, the, the thing is, it's hard to judge something that we haven't seen yet. You know, it's oh, like, it yeah, might, of course we are. Like, if, but it is the internet. Remember. <laughs> Yeah, like if Eric Kripke is involved, I'll still give it a watch. Absolutely, you know? give it a try. I like that um, boy's di- if it's... diabolical. That was good. That diabolical is yeah. cool. I just feel like it's like, going to be like supernatural or like a sort of yeah. teen, more more aimed towards teens kind of thing. And it's, I'm not really into it. Vampire streaming guys. services have been really quick recently to get on um, sort of spin-offs and everything. Like it's almost as if they'll see how one season does, and if that's good, they'll immediately like plan a bunch of spin-offs. Like they did with The Witcher, didn't they? So after the first Witcher season came out, they came. They they oh, had anime. The, the anime and they announced the the prequel one. Hey, nobody spoke then, about the anime. It's fucking brilliant. It's good. The yeah, it's good. I think I did speak about it. Really didn't good. I? No, I don't mean in, in asset. I mean just in general. No one's oh, talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. It's fucking well, great. The, the Game of Thrones ones doing exactly the same. There's the yeah. House of, House of the Dragon. Something called Egg. Something like an egg. Egg. Just Egg. <laughs> no, I can't remember what's the character. Egg. No, it's the character Egg. It's like, yeah, it's about. I can't remember it. The character's name now, and it his nickname is Egg. It's it's about him. Then you've got this Jon Snow spin-off, and then there's meant to be another spin-off. So there are four different mm. spin-offs of it. I think they're probably using Game of Thrones as, as an example. Like, if the series does go down the shitter, like Game of Thrones did, well, at least you've already got the spin-offs sort of going. Um, and maybe they think, well, maybe if the first show does start to go downhill, we've got these other things to fall back on. Which is why well, they're doing it so quickly. The problem now, I see, it? though, is if they're, if they're doing these shows really fast and really rapidly, does it make you not think that they had these scripts or something not involved in that and then they'll just turn that script around? We'll add that to the boys' canon. We'll turn that into yeah. that really fast. Could be. Probably. Yeah, so could be. Just quickly, I looked it up. I had, quick, I had to look it up. Tales of Duncan Egg spin off would be based on A Night of Seven Kingdoms, <laughs> a series that? of novellas published by Martin that follows the adventures of Sir Duncan the Tall, Dunk. And the young Aegon the oh, Targaryen, Egg, yeah, Aegon Targaryen the fifth is Egg. Aegon Targaryen, another very posh pizza. 
<laughs> so yeah, there's about four different spin-offs of that one. Well, there you go. I like new IPs personally, but let's let, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, finally, talk about old IPs. Um, Mass Effect writer Drew Carpershin, Shine Carpershin, um, did a recent AMA on Reddit and was uh, allegedly surprised to find out that people wanted to bone Garrus. And he couldn't believe people were getting horny. The bird <laughs> alien creature. It looks like a bird. I guess so, in a way. So like, he's got like an eagle face. But yeah. It's like, like a lizard. Just pe- lizard people bone lizard anything. Bird. Why are you surprised? Hmm. Imagine getting a love bite from Garrus. Fucking <laughs> rip your face off. I think a lot of people are imagining that. You perverts, you are all perverts <laughs> Says the sex goblin And I'm here for it <laughs> And finally the Bring it on We don't kink shame on this show unless it's one of Oodles' kinks And finally the Lord of the Rings TV show Had its trailer officially released uh, I haven't actually checked this out yet I haven't seen this So, uh, Anyone else seen it? I've seen it, atmospherically I think it, it smashes it really, really Yeah, good. I think it looks great yeah. Yeah, really great answer. It's their version of Game of Thrones, but it's in a universe we already know and love. Um, I'm down for it. Don't read the comments. This isn't Tolkien. (laughs) Where is Gandalf? (laughs) These people have the wrong skin colour. These people shouldn't be women. These people shouldn't be doing this. And it's just like, fuck off. I didn't see Jon Snow. (laughs) Seriously. I've seen it. There was no the black amount... people in Middle Earth at that point. I was Shut saying the, 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 amount, <laughs> the amount of comments where they're saying, "Oh, Tolkien didn't put black people in this." Because he was an old racist. You. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they all tried to like think the clever by putting Tolkien quotes in there about like, uh, and so this happened, blah blah blah, and this was the death of um, whatever blah. It's like they're they're trying to be clever by putting these. Clever quotes in. Could like, get down. Off. Could get down the rabbit hole on Tolkien. He literally based the black speech on Germans because they were fighting him in war. He didn't like them, so he just named the orcs they speak <laughs> German. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> You're an horrible bastard. But yeah, great world. Love it. Love to see. Yeah, it. I think it. Lo- I think it looks great. <laughs> I'm well up for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised by him. So slightly cautiously optimistic. I want to see how the narrative unfolds, but it um looks trailer made me excited. Cinematic, which I was yeah. worried about when I first saw those. Publici- stills. publicity stills where it didn't uh, but the trailer yeah. really makes it look like <clears throat> it's in that world and I was from the trailer it looks like the fall of Numenor the, the uh, Silmarillion so I'm all about that I think that's more what it is it. I think yeah that's what, it, what it's supposed to be oh I didn't know that the Silmarillion's a great fuck oh brilliant no one reads it though other than me it's, mm. it's the one I've read the least I need to reread it sometimes. yeah it's so good. But yeah, I'm down for it. Is yeah, that that's the news? it. So just it? leaves uh, for me to go over to Gadget for a weather update. It's fucking hot! Got <laughs> <laughs> <Good> you! <laughs> the world is on fire. So oh, my Cool. Pants. Let's get on with the Nexus. Let's get on with Nexus. Let's, let's get uh, Stig's Nexus first. Come on, Stig. What have you been doing this week apart from baking? So a couple of things this week. I decided I would watch this Resident Evil TV show. Oh. Did you do it for us then? Um, to spare a, us? No, a little bit. I watched, thought I'd watch it bring to the show, but I just wanted to see what it was like. Um, some people were saying it was quite good, actually, and then some people were saying it was terrible. I didn't... Disclaimer, I did watch the first two episodes. I didn't I did watch. like the 
trailer at all. Um, no, the trailer looks shite. But the sh- didn't we watch it live on one of his one of his things? I, no, no, sure it was just in the Discord. But I'm not mm. hating the show. I don't think it's fantastic. Oh. I don't think it's it's not even Resident Evil, which is the weirdest thing. Other than it having Umbrella and Albert Wesker in, and you know playing off a few like you know there's liquors in there and the zombies. The story is nothing to do with Resident Evil. This is completely doing its own thing. It's kind of taking. It's set up that what happened, something happened in Raccoon City, and the nuclear bomb went off. That is law, and but the, the outbreak never got out of that. And they set up new Raccoon City, so Umbrella started again under their own little weird town. It's the the like um, it's weird. They're in a town where it's restricted internet access. You can't come and go without yeah. like proper passes. It's and, proper like dystopian town as well. It's like the architecture's really yeah white and like, clean. It all surrounds and, that one thing in the middle, doesn't it? Mm. It's like it looks like an umbrella. Umbrella basically run the town, <laughs> so it's where people go to work. Oh yeah. yeah, everyone works there. And it's the, the story is set in two different timelines. So you follow Jade Wesker in the future. I can't remember the timeline now when when it is, and also her in twenty twenty two before the incident happened. I kind of like the stuff that's happening in New Raccoon City. Whereas the other stuff is more, it's kind of like post-apocalyptic, Walking Dead-esque, just zombies everywhere, creatures everywhere, uh, a, for some reason a big worm. And you, you know you know that kind of thing you get in The Walking Dead where they go somewhere and they seem friendly, but they're not friendly. They turn out that they're actually baddies. It's doing all that kind Who thought a group of marauders were going to betray Yeah, you? it's doing all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and it, So that kind of stuff in the future is a bit dull. It's a bit... Kind yeah, of like, like standard, but I do quite like the pre-incident stuff and the lead up to it. And I think Lance Riddick, Riddick, he's oh, he's, he's, fucking brilliant. he's really good in this. Like, he's not playing Wesker <laughs> at all. Like he's not playing like it's his own. Yeah, version, exactly. It's it? not how you vision Wesker from the games or from the the films or anything. It's not super camp. Uh, but he is very. There's a scene I think in like episode one where he put someone in their place, like seriously puts them in the place. And you can tell that even though there's a little bit of good in him, the guy will fucking crush you if he has to. And Science first. Yeah, and he's playing that part perfectly. So I probably will see this out. I've watched four episodes. There's eight episodes. Um, I am going to see it out to see how it finishes because I think that it just, just going to go absolutely oh, bonkers. Because the stuff in the future is bonkers. He's amazing. Yeah, he's great. To be fair, um, Resident. Have you played um, Horizon Two yet? <laughs> he's not very good in that. Resident he Evil struggled for live action, hasn't it? We have had uh, the uh, Mila Jovovich no good live action stuff, Resident Evils. and that was trying to tell its own story. Then ham fist a load of Resident Evil references and characters in there, which just kind of made it crap. Then we had. Welcome to Raccoon City, where they tried to actually use the lore of the games, which didn't work. So now this thing's going, right, we're going to take part of the lore and we're going to make our own story. And like the Halo show, I'm actually quite liking them doing that. I think I may have softened a little bit on people making their own stories <laughs> out of this lore. No, I think it's better lore. because it's not going to upset your like, 
like welcome to Raccoon City upset you because it's like they're rushing it they're rushing it oh my god it's, ru- it's gone finished yeah. with this the lore exists the games exist this has passed it mm. it's kind of smart it's kind of smart yeah so I, I'm going to see it out but I, I'm not going to sit here and say this is incredible TV go yeah, watch it must watch I'm just kind of weirdly enjoying it and I've kind of watched it in in the background a few episodes as well so I do, I do like the it's not um, bad. The, uh, the some writing in it, it's at, terrible. The high school but... and that where she's she's getting bullied and stuff like that's really that's really fucking cool. What? Not bullying stuff. <laughs> I mean, just the scenes. Just where you were going then? <laughs> I, no, I think I think the the actors are really good. Yeah, no, the, the, uh, which is the girls, from... uh, the young girls in it are, are, are very yeah. good. Um, but uh, just the other thing I did this week was I watched the Black Phone. So the Black Phone is a Psychological horror starring Ethan Hawke as a buddy called the Grabber, and he has been terrorizing <laughs> this town, um, kidnapping teenagers and oh, killing them. Um, and this story is follows Finney Shaw, he's a shy but clever 13 year old boy who is abducted by the Grabber. and. He's placed in this basement room with just a bed, a toilet, and a phone. Disconnected phone, as far as yes, it is a black. It is black. Disconnected as far as uh, Ethan Hawke's character thinks, but the phone keeps ringing, and the voices of his previous victims uh, come through and talk to Finney and help him try to escape and tell him things that are going on. Um, this. It's, this stuff does really good. Uh, some good stuff with it. Uh, Mason uh, Thames and uh, Madeleine McGraw are the brother and sister in this, and they're really good. She's really good. I think that um, she's one to watch out for in the next few years. One of those like young child actors that's you're going to see big and things. The boy from, as well. She's I, really I, good I can in see this. He's got quite a presence as well. Yeah, yeah, he's very good as well. The both the kids are really good. Um, they've they've got a really close knit connection with each other they're, they're, because they come from an abusive home so their mother passed away and their father is abusive towards them so they kind of hold on to each other but uh, and it really comes across really well like they, they do a really good job with showing that connection oh, between it's the set two. In, um, like the 70s and as well she, isn't it it's kind of that sort yes, of time in America 70s, so when you like, things like the Zodiac and things like that killing people it's got that weird vibe yes and flares um, but she also the girl. This this is all the setup as well, so it's not a spoiler or anything. She um experiences visions and dreams, and she keeps having these visions oh. and dreams of these kidnappings. So, and then when he goes missing, she starts to have these dreams and trying to figure out where the house is that he's been taken to. Uh, so much so that the police then get involved and start to believe her that these that these visions could actually be you know, tracing them somewhere. So the film itself is very tense at times. It has some really good jump scares. It does some really good stuff with the uh, phone and the previous children and the way it, it um, shows them and projects them on screen. Um, ultimately, it's fine. Uh, not a lot seems to happen. So it's like solid, enjoyable hokum, and it's really well shot. It's really well acted. Uh, 
Ethan Hawke is very sinister looking. He wears these kind of masks that split across the middle so he can put like two different sides to the mask. So he can come in with one that's like a kind of funny Joker-esque, like big smile on it, or he can, or he'll, he'll switch the mouth out and it'll be like nothing there. And he'll switch the top out and it'll have like demon horns and stuff. So he's I'm constantly switching the mask depending on his, on his mood and how you he know wants how, to kind um... of... You know the old the Punch and Judy things? He looks like Punch with his big, long chin. Does he? Big chin, yeah. yeah. Oh, it's really creepy. Yeah. But he changes yeah. that up as well, where it gets like... So the masks are really creepy. Um, it doesn't kind of go into any kind of torture porn or anything oh. like that, which... So there's there's none of that in there. You don't have to worry about any of that. Um, it's just, for me, it's quite straightforward, quite predictable, and... It's a solid three out of five for me. I know a lot of other people have really enjoyed it, but when I kind of sit back and think about it, I can't say what I want to say because it's a massive spoiler. So when people have seen it, if they want to chat about it, I will do. But on why it kind of lost that star rate, it's going to open up his own platform push... if you want to chat with him. It's pushing on a four, oh. but there's something about it that just drops it and kind of just sits in the middle for okay. me. So it's enjoyable, and I think people will really like it. I think Biggie will really like it, and Candy potentially as well. But um, you know what I'm like with horrors. I seem to watch a lot of horrors, but never seem to You're rate them. You're a tough them, critic so. when it comes to the scares, aren't you? Yeah, but um, it's doing some good stuff. The acting is all really great, but it's just that the, one um, little niggling. I thought the opening credits are really good as well. They're very sort of Seven-like, really sort of creepy, unsettling opening credits, with this really unnerving soundtrack and then the, the images are all quite creepy as well. I, I thought it was really good. Yeah. Just need to finish it. I'm finished. It. I fell asleep. No reflection on the movie. I was just tired. Is that everything stick? <clears throat> and yeah. obviously fighting back the heat this week. Really out in the Yorkshire. <sighs> Have I ever. Really fucking out. So I'll move on to the me next. Um, I've only been doing one uh, media type thing this week because I can't stop doing this one media type thing. Not that I haven't, I haven't had time. I just can't stop doing this. I've been playing a game. Watching porn. <laughs> I've been playing a game called Neon White. Oh my god! So imagine what would happen if you made a game. Listen to this: with the pace of Counter Strike, the melodrama of Persona. Mm-hmm. Or a whimsical digital novel, right? And add racing game time-based challenges like Trackmania Turbo. That child, that child would be neon white. Uh, made by Angel Matrix and uh, published by Annapurna. So you know they've got a kind of a bit of a pedigree. Annapurna, aren't they? They only release what they mm. deem mm. they should. Um, I say this a lot, <laughs> and sometimes it's hype and excitement, and sometimes it's just that new game factor. This has got Game of Year written all over it. Really? Fucking hell! It's so good! So, let me get into the story first. So, it's really simple. Uh, you play as Neon White, a man that died and went to hell due to being a sinner. Luckily, luckily, Heaven likes to play a yearly Battle Royale-style competition and pit sinners against each other for the winner to get a year's vacation to Heaven. Who wouldn't want to do that? So, Fucking White hell. luckily happens to be a dab hand at killing... <laughs> And again, luckily for the player, he's suffering with amnesia to allow us to learn about the world and all the terms, which is a trope that people don't like, but it's kind of necessary in certain games to have an amnesiac main protagonist. So 
what's really good from the story point is it's it's kind of digital novel when it comes to characters interacting, but they're not massive long chapters like digital novels. They're only talking to each other for about five minutes. All fully voice acted. And let me just say the voice acting's fantastic. References to games and and uh, there's one bit where they go to a, a, a heaven karaoke and the goth chick in it, she starts singing uh, Welcome to the Black Parade. So do you know what I mean? It's just one of those <laughs> things. It's really good. But the gameplay is, is, is king on this. So it's basically a speed-running first-person shooter. And it plays, I think, nigh, nigh on perfectly. I think it's somewhat, I'm not a first-person shooter, and you know this. <clears throat> If I can play it to a, a really good standard, you know it's doing something right for it to allow me to be able to play it. Um, basically, what it is is it's a, every level's a, a course or a track. Let's just think of it in uh, in, in time trials right. where, where it's, you're in a heavenly looking place, like we're skybox, and you've got to get from where you start to the finish line. We're within a set amount of time. You can take as much time as you want. You just to get certain medals, you've got to do it fast. So your first run of that track is just getting your bearings, knowing what's there. You pick up little cards. Now it's not a deck collect, a deck builder or anything like that. You, these cards are just in place of a, a floating gun. It's the same thing. You pick up a card. It's got an Uzi attached to it. You start using that Uzi. Now it's just a really clever thing. When you discard a card that you've got, a power will happen. So if you discard the Uzi, you can double jump for a split second, which allows you to jump higher and get to the the finish line quicker. So you've got to kill a certain amount of demons per zone, shoot them, attack them. You've got a katana at all times. So if you run out of ammo, you've still got your katana. And once you've done that level, then it asks you, do you want to go to the next level or do you want to replay it and get better rewards? And look at me, Mr. ADHD. I want to replay it. I want to replay it. <laughs> And I'm running, and I'm like it, you, you've got your you've got your bronze, silver, gold, platinum. Now I am taking my sweet time with it. I've got platinum all the way through each level, and there's like 91 levels on it. Some of them massive, and oh, I just keep going back and until I've got platinum. And the thing is, it adds even more. Once you've got the platinum medal on that level, there's also a gift to find on that level, and that the gifts are hidden really well. And you give that gift to one of your friends that's in in the hub. And you build a relationship with them, persona, like I said, persona. And then when you build a relationship up, you're not just unlocking new dialogue and, and, and stuff like You're opening up their, their themed levels. And their themed levels are some of the harder challenges. And they're not timed. You've just got to get to the end. And oh, Guys, it's fucking perfect. It's, it's literally, I, I haven't got a bad thing to say about this game. It runs lovely on Switch. It's only on Switch and PC. Um. The loading times are not egregious on Switch. They are longer, I'm assuming, than PC. I'm a, I reckon PC is just instant. But on the Switch, once you're in the level, you can instant. You just press select and you pew, warp straight back to the beginning. And it's just constant, constant, constant. The story's funny. The characters are hilarious. And there's the art style, I've posted a few images on uh, Twitter. The art style's to die for if you're into that kind of weeby, but not weeby. <laughs> it's hard to explain. It's it's fucking it's delicious. I I genuinely think it's a perfect game, and you don't get many of them, unless some really happy. I've not finished it. Some, at the end, it turns out it's a some really heinous fucking message 
but it's just it's just <laughs> I think if you watch the trailer to it I think it was it announced one of those things we watched live and I, I was just like boring yeah, was, yeah. but the, tra- the trailer <laughs> didn't show what it was I, I got a code for this as well just to let you all know um, this is not a review either I wouldn't ask to review it I just got a code um, I just I think it's it's perfect if you're a PC if you've got a good PC I'd recommend you play it on that because I reckon it'd be easier with a mouse because you know what them Joy-Cons are like. Whoo! They ain't good. And, yeah, just play Neon White. It's definitely going to be... It's up there with my, my game of the year, and I'm not even finished it. So, please, please play Neon White. Or at least have a look at it. It's not even expensive. I think it's about 15 quid or something like that. It's just fucking flawless. It's. I want you guys to play it, because when you do levels, you see your friends, what your friends have done. I've not got no friends on the Switch. I want you guys to be my friends <laughs> so we can start beating each other. I'm not going to embarrass myself like that. I, mate, I've platinum the first two worlds so far, so you've got to get... Oh, fuck. I, I, I just adore it. Please, please. If, you, if you've got any love for anything I've just said, especially racing game, I know it sounds weird, first-person shooter, but it feels more like a racing game than anything else. You can even turn on... Yeah, I'm just looking at the art style now. It is cool. I can see why you like it. It's, it's very much up your street, oh, you, isn't it? Do you, do you it mean there's titties cool. in it? <laughs> I wasn't talking about the titties. No, I was talking about the anime oh, yeah. style, but tits, yeah, tits as well. As well. <laughs> but it's 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 just it's adult. It's adult themed. There's no cocks in it or all like that. But it's a, it's adult themed. Oh. There's no nudity. <laughs> There's no nudity, but it's it's funny. It's, do you remember them? If you've ever watched Dragon Ball Z, you know them them weird episodes where like Goku's in heaven talking to absolutely the most flamboyant heavenly characters ever. It's that <laughs> constantly. Like, oh, you should try. It's like Arapan the game, basically. Oh, okay, fantastic. <laughs> Everyone sounds like Arapan in heaven. Go on, Gadget, you know you want to. <laughs> I, I, it's lovely being up in heaven, isn't it? Yeah, genuine. that's what the angels sound like. It's it's, just, <laughs> it's so good. But the, the, the plot where I'm getting so far, there's, there's so much, like, am I being betrayed by people I think are my friends? Because at the end of the day, we're all competing to get that one ticket into heaven for a year. So am I going to have to betray? Because sometimes, in some levels, your friends are with you, your NPC friends. And and this, if you if you turn around, they're like looking at you like it's now the time to stab him in the back. I don't know if I'm making that up, but I feel like I'm I'm being watched by people. I'm assuming are my friends. So I, I just just buy it, play it. If you don't like it, I'll refund your money. Promise you. I think you'll fucking love it. I think you will love it. And I've got no money, but I, I'm that. I guarantee you'll love it. That's me, Biggie. What you've been up to? Not very much. There's only one thing I really wanted to talk about. Um, I did watch, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Better Call Saul's latest episode, and as Stiggy said, absolute banger to come back with. Awesome. Um, I watched Men, which Candy and Stig have both uh, been chatting about, and oh boy, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't resist uh, it. came you? out of the fucking cinema shaking. <laughs> and do you know what? <laughs> I really enjoyed the majority of the movie. I thought it was really cool, really interesting. Um, and as Candy quite rightly pointed out, the last 20 minutes or so are just mad and just uh, just not what you expect at all. But It's yeah. why they need to get cocaine out of Hollywood because this is what happens. <laughs> it's, it is just kind of just full on, um, I don't know what the word is, it's sim- not uh, symbolism, it's just everything, you know, it's just really in your Too face. Um, Further the right reasons i guess i, I kind of get what they're trying to do but yeah 
But I did like the build up. I think it's very slow, like Sticky says, not a lot happens, but I, I quite like the unnerviness of it all. I thought it was really, really cool, really interesting movie. Um, the only thing I really right. wanted to very quickly talk about was I went to Rugby Club comedy special in the week. I got tickets to, and one of the acts had to pull out and they got a replacement in. And uh, I, I thought you were going to say you all got on stage and did a set. <laughs> yeah. And I fucking love that. If only, <laughs> if only. Um, but yeah, this uh, you may have heard of these people. I don't know. They're called The Noise Next Door. Have any of you guys heard about these guys? Nope. So they're generally four guys. There's only three this particular night, but they're, they're generally, um, I don't know what you call it, quadrilogy or whatever you want to call it. Anyway, moving on. Quartet. They're a premier Quartet. improv uh, comedy troupe. Um, and basically, they were 12 times set out veterans of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, one of the country's most sought after comedy club headliners. And basically, what they do is. And you got them in the rugby club. Oh, yeah. They basically they take um, audience suggestions from the cheeky, charming, other oh, quartet, transform them into fantastically funny scenes. And Me and Biggie both said quartet. <laughs> And, and songs. Sorry, Gadget. Oh, no. His name is, his name is Gadget, <laughs> goddammit. So, yeah, basically, oh, man. Fucking God. they ask for suggestions <laughs> from the audience to create the stories that they put on stage. And then they basically, they act it or they sing. And they are so funny, so quick. Um, they get everything. So improv. Yeah, they get everything to link. It's just, yeah, incredible. Just really, really funny. And off the back of this, considering that they were like a last minute um, backup. We've got tickets to go and see them, uh, their actual show uh, next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's superb. Really, really cool. Very, very funny. Uh, so, yeah, if you ever see them on, they apparently, according to their website, they've been on BBC One, ITV, etc. So, I mean, they've been asked to perform, I guess, in shows and stuff. And apparently they even have fans. get them on the show. At the Download Heavy Metal Music Festival. They're popular there as well. I am watching a comedy thing when I'm at Download, mate. I'm telling you now. But yeah, really smart, very, very funny. And anyone that's ever had to well, we do improv with Scorch Sheep, it's very hard to do things off the uh, cuff and they are Um I think awesome. me and Stig have nailed it. <laughs> hard. Piece mate. Yeah. <laughs> but they're really good. But yeah, that's it for me. Excellent, mate. Thank you. Candy, what you've been doing apart from hiding from a nuclear fusion ball in the sky. Well, I've just about managed to survive the uh, the fusion ball. And I went to see Thor, so just a few notes on what was said last week. Um, not top-tier Marvel, but still really fun. Um, and I think what, what we said is maybe there were some jokes that were in scenes that probably shouldn't have been funny. Like, there should, should have been a bit this more levity to when some I think situations. About <laughs> <laughs> I did, I I did enjoy the goats. I didn't think... <laughs> I didn't think that joke went on too long at all. I really Sting liked it. Um, <laughs> I saw it. It's like a ten-year-old meme. Yeah. Well, that's. The on, thing. Like, I think it's... the guy is cleverer than that. He should like. <laughs> he's he's so much cleverer than just having screaming goats constantly it's throughout funny. the whole film. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I, it was I funny think ten it, years ago. I th- I think it was. Um, to me, it was a kids' film. Yeah. Um, and you know, there's just so many of the cast and crews. Um, kids in the film. I think the whole thing was just a family affair, and I think that kind of shows nepotism. Through. Nepotism, indeed. Well, yeah, that. But also, you know, Marvel is for kids. Whoa, so, you now. know, if, the, Whoa, if one now. film's a bit more kiddie, for kids and adults alike. 
But, you know, if one film is more aimed towards kids, it's fine. You know, it's still enjoyable. I think it's, it. I think it's a summer fine. blockbuster, nonetheless, regardless of what critics say. Yeah. Yeah, and as much as I hate to admit it, Christian Bale was by far the best part of the film. He was just absolutely phenomenal. Um, genuinely scary in places. Well, going back on what I said about it being a kid's film, he, he was pretty sinister. But he was also, he played it quite in quite a quirky way in some ways as well, I thought. Did you see the references? But, that it was The whole film was a reference to Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Literally. That's what Christian Bale was. He was the child catcher. Did you hear um, he had... Uh, it that way. What a neat There was story. a scene he wanted in that as well, but apparently he wasn't allowed to do it. I don't know if you heard about this. He wanted to do yeah. a screaming scene where his character screams like the character from the Aphex twin video. You ever seen that? Yeah, his, his oh mouth was on. Yeah. Yeah. They said it was too much. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I loved him in it, and I, I just, I, he's generally put somebody that I just don't enjoy you know, when you see watching, Bell, I have right? to admit he's brilliant. And you see his stature in that in that in that film because he's almost half naked throughout it. And then you you look at like Dark Knight Rises when he was his biggest. How could a man look so fucking different? He's huge in the third well, I mean, Batman. He's fucking huge. Oh god! I think like naturally he's quite sort of slender, isn't he? But he's still got chunky old arms. And bear in mind we're looking at him next to yeah, Thor. Well, yeah. um, what 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 about is it the Machinist yeah. or something where he lost oh, like tiny, four stone of muscle? Yeah, he's like. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, he's, he's, or, he's um, a chameleon, that oh, one. Oh, shit, shit, what was the one he did? Uh, a Cheney, where he put on, like, 50 pounds. Yeah! To play Dick yeah, Cheney. He, yeah. yeah. And I think in American Hustle, he put, must yes. he put fat yeah. on yeah. as well. Dangerous, man. That method acting is dangerous. Mm. Oh, no. Well, when you get to an age, well, if you <laughs> get to it. about 35, you don't want to be doing that. Don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, anyway, I won't get on about that because we talked about it last week. The main thing I did this week was I played the quarry and I played it with uh, Super Natty Cat. So you can imagine the chaos. I'm looking forward to the quarry I really liked Until Dawn. Yeah. Do you know what? It's Well, for the sake of the listeners that don't know, I'm sure most people do. It's, it's another Supermassive, uh, one from Supermassive Games, who are the makers of Until Dawn, Man of Badan and uh, House of Ashes, Hope, among others. As well. D- yeah, like that's them. right. They, they've done... They've done a bunch of them. So anyway, this is a new horror title starring uh, David Arquette as David Arquette and a handful of other sort of up-and-coming David young Arquette Hollywood talent. David Arquette? Or is he just playing, playing himself? David Arquette. Yeah. He's yeah. just playing himself. He played... Do you know what? I haven't seen him in anything other than Scream, so I don't know. He might be completely He's different not good. in real He's life. Not good. Um, <laughs> no. Oh, no, I saw him in Eight, Eight, Le- Legged, Freaks. Eight Legged Freaks was yeah. the other one, wasn't it? Never playing seen David Arquette. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck. WCW yeah. film. He has a fight, doesn't he? He has a wrestle. I've seen that one. <laughs> did Ooh. wrestling a few years yeah. ago. He did. Nearly, nearly yeah. died. <laughs> yeah, he did. Crazy. There's, there's videos of him getting pile drive people. <laughs> I it, wouldn't mind seeing that. It, fuck it. This is a documentary. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, what's it? The Return of David Arquette. Something like that. Something. He's trying to get his career back on track. No, you, that's, you cannot kill David Arquette. And it was like him kind of trying to go back into the wrestling world <laughs> and he just got good. fucked up he's like bleeding buckets this is right. a whole new side of Arquette that I knew nothing about crazy family oh, yeah he's well into his wrestling it's yeah. reviewed really well this documentary I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out because that sounds you're a big uh, Arquette fan now I am now um, <laughs> got a bit of a banging soundtrack as well this game actually which is obviously where your books go it's um 
just a real campy horror sort of it really captures the kind of 90s early noughties sort of horror films you know like scream that kind of thing um as always it's a choose your own adventure basically there's very little actual gameplay um the th- the fun part with most of these games is the multiplayer and the online multiplayer only went live um a couple of days ago from when i played it um they were moving stuff and servers away from um ukraine and now the the multiplayer is actually a little bit of a step down from previous titles um so whereas i think that couch co-op um which is where you're literally handing your controller to the, the person next to you on the sofa um it, it allows you to take control of different characters. Like you'll you'll be allocated certain characters to play, and it will say, you know, now turn Each now chapter. give your controller to this person. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but with this one, with the online multiplayer, you have the you have the host, which is the person that sets up the game, and the host is the one that does all of the movement. So you don't. Whereas Man of Medan, you would sort of swap scene yeah. to scene, and you'd have a have a turn each. This time, the people in your party, and you can have up to eight people. Um, and it, it was three of us. So the people in your party, all they really get to do is have an influence on the decisions you make, um, which can be... Is it like a voting system? still pointless because it's... Basically, but the, the people that vote don't get the final say. It's still the what? game player, that's still the host that has the final say on, say on it. So bear in mind, you're all playing 60... At the moment, the game's 65 quid, <gasps> and you all have to... Buy it. You all have to have a copy of the game. It's not like I can host a game oh. with the copy of the game I have and you can just jump on. Um, and, you know, they last five to six hours. So they need to speak to oh. Joseph Fares. He, he, gives, he, he lets people buy one game, doesn't he? Yeah. So. Well, I understand, you know, not every multiplayer, you know, if there's a good single player, you would need to, everyone has the game. But when the multiplayer is simply a case of, you should do that or you should do that you've got a choice of two and if the gameplay is like nah I think I'll do this okay. you know what's I'm the point? you're basically just watching a film yeah but I mean it is a film at is the end of the day a it's a, a five mode, to six hour long film where you can just watch it and not actually pick up the controller I'm sure there is I wouldn't have thought so because there's I mean unless you get to choose the ending you no, it, like, to it, see, it, it picks it it picks it at random I'm sure I read a review about it you can put like Film mode where it just picks up every time you press it, it'll just be a random outcome. Oh, maybe then I haven't. I've literally just kind of booted up. Again, it's friend. weird. Sixty-five pound film. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I mean, that's just the way you have to view it. You know, you get a pizza and get some popcorn and get some cocktails and just though. have a laugh. <laughs> yeah, for God's sake, a cheap pizza. Well, wait, wait till these games go on Absolutely. sale. You know, th- there's plenty of them out. There's plenty of them that probably are cheap, and you'll have just as much fun. Um. They've got limited replayability as well. Mm. You know, there's only, however way you go about it, I think there's probably only sort of three, four, five endings maybe, and you'll just see different various cut scenes. They always um, say there's like 400 oh, different endings, but it doesn't mean that. It means there's permutations, doesn't mm. it? There's still a finite ending. We yeah. played um, Weird. We played Until yeah, Dawn when that came out, um, and we're all in one room, and we basically set a timer on a mobile phone for like three minutes, and then one of you would have the controller. Runs, runs out, and when it runs out, you pass it over. And if anyone died and you had the controller in your hand, then you would have to do a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good it idea! It got messy. It's good. Oh, I love that. That's good argument. If any, if any, well. if any um, PR people are listening to this, send us five copies of it, and we'll do it on stream for charity with shots. There you go. Do it. Can't I'm not paying 65 quid for each. It's not happening. It's not happening. 
No. Well, Why what, Steam? Uh, Only 35 on it? that. Yeah. It will run on my laptop. I've actually seen it. So. Oh, but actually, to be fair, the graphics, the graphics are a funny one because at some points I felt like I was actually like watching a film. Like You wouldn't know that it wasn't real. At other times when they start speaking, oh, big jankaroonie. Not good at all. Like some of the, um, oh, it's uncanny. Lip syncing is off. Like a Bethesda. That was a problem I had with Until Dawn. Yeah, when you've got got Rami Rami Malek being able to lip sync. It's not (laughs) lip sync properly to Rami Malek. A really famous, it's it's, it's, it's weird when you see it. It's like, ooh, I know that face. Mm. That's fucking Freddie Mercury, is that? Big time. Yeah, we did. We... I think that's even worse because you know, you know, that the faces are so realistic, and then yeah. once they start to talk, it is uncanny valley. Whereas if they weren't so realistic to begin with, it wouldn't be quite such an issue, I don't think. But yeah, no, in places the graphics are incredible. Other places, not so much. Oh, and one, yeah, one other fun little thing. There's um, a character that's constantly listening to this podca- uh, a podcast. Called Modern Escape, is um, it? Called not well. I would imagine it's in this playlist mm. as well. But this one's called Bizarre Yet Bonafide. Um, you can actually listen to these episodes on Spotify and iTunes and everything. I so bet they're so over dramatized. Fucking ain't that shit. Probably. <laughs> I haven't I heard them know. yet, but I'm going to. I was just thinking back to one of the deaths I got on Until Dawn, where I got pushed off a cliff by a Yeah, deer. I remember that one. <laughs> <laughs> the guy in the varsity jacket is like, no, 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 not running to the side. <laughs> No, I remember that one. Gets pushed off a cliff. I really like Until Dawn. It's, it was it, especially on PS4 when it. It's like, wow, these graphics are good. But it, it always is when they do the close-ups to the face. I'm like, I don't want to see his mouth. Those teeth. Mm. Oh. It's awful. Yeah, yikes. But you'd still recommend it when it's twenty quid, yeah. If it's twenty thirty yeah. quid, yeah. But yeah, just it is. Just take it for what it is. It's a fun movie night, and you get a little bit of choice. That's it. Yeah, yeah, into it, into it. Cool. Is that everything? Mm-hmm. Excellent gadget. Round it off. Uh, so Pip and I started watching this week. They finally put Paramount Plus on an app on my telly that I can watch. So mm. we're starting to like look at stuff on there. It's on Amazon. And it doesn't well. work. It, it hasn't worked for the past three days. So <laughs> I haven't had a chance to start Star Trek yet, but I do want to. Um, but we've been watching Broad City. Um, yeah. which is a US sitcom. Pretty good. We're only a few episodes into that. But the main thing that we found was a film. I'd seen a trailer for it a little while ago. I thought, ooh, that looks interesting. It's called Jerry and Marge Go Large. What on earth is that? So this is, so this is a film. It's based, it's based on a true story. Um, uh, it's based on, it, The story is about a couple who um, discover that there is a flaw in, this, in their state's lottery system where the more you bet, the more likely it is you're going to win. So they go large, and they start putting a lot of money in, they start winning, and they start basically gaming the lottery. Oh. Um, it's basically a true story, it? is a true it? story, yeah. The film was adapted yeah. from a Huffington Post article by Jason F- 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 Fagoni, Fagone, mm-hmm. called Jerry and Large Go Marge. Uh, the film stars Brian Cranston as Jerry Selby. I'm in already. Annette Benning as Marge. Mm. Uh, Rain Wilson as Bill. Nice. And that's about it of anyone consequential. Everyone <laughs> is else is kind Dwight of bit part of Or is he just Rain Wilson? Because I know we're two different people. He's just Rain Wilson. He's kind of slightly yeah. enthusiastic, which is quite weird to see Rain Wilson. Yeah. Too. <laughs> when you do see him when he's not Dwight, you're like, oh, you are a human. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 
uh, film was directed by David Frankel, who I didn't recognise, but turns out he did uh, he directed The Devil Wears Prada, uh, Hope Springs, and he's the absolute monster that brought Marley and me to the, the big screen. Oh, that horror film. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Oh, we don't walk. Um, I so, watch. So, I mean, the, <laughs> the film is fine. It's enjoyable enough. It's entirely carried by Brian Cranston. Like most things Like, if do. this... Yeah, he is literally the best thing. He, like, even, like, Annette Benning is kind of phoning it in a bit, and she's a very good actress. She's usually really good, yeah. Yeah, she's kind of... I think the problem with Annette Benning's Annette Benning's playing the role well, but I think the character's quite underwritten. Um, it... The, my problem with the film is it, it's got a bit of a Hallmark movie quality to it. Where so 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 what they end up doing is to, to basically to keep winning and to keep building. It's not like like a gambling addiction thing. It's basically they're using it as a because um, Jerry Selby is retired um, and he doesn't know what to do with his life, and this kind of gives him a purpose. He's a bit of a maths genius. Um, and what they end up doing is they end up kind of like creating like a co-op within their little town of Evart. A Evart, yeah, Evart. Yeah, and but build, doing it as a business and kind of building up and building it up, and then it's the whole thing. Oh well, we can fix the bandstand and get the jazz festival going. That kind of fucking hallmark utter bullshit. Oh god, who cares um, about the bandstand? Exactly. The thing is, the actual what they're doing, the process of what they're doing, is really interesting. Like, I want to know more about it, but they gloss over a load and of stuff. Start doing it, <laughs> and just kind of start doing it. Yeah, and like. <laughs> Like if you if you'd done this film like I know it's not the same kind of thing, but if you'd done this film like in the style of like the big short, where you yeah, go into yeah. the mechanics of it and how it works and love that film. Um then you, you also get this kind of antagonistic side where so Jerry and Marge weren't the only ones that worked this out. There is a group of kids from Harvard who work it out and they start doing the same thing. Um and they ha- and the, the leader of this group is a lad called Tyler. You've never met a nice Tyler. Um and this lad is a cunt. Oh, he's a horrible little insipid piece of shit. And he's he's obviously written and played <laughs> like that. And it's so fake. <laughs> like, it's bas- it's basically the, the when they've written like the the outlines of the characters, they've just written like Tyler wanker. Like you're supposed <laughs> oh, to hate oh, him. Oh, oh, oh. And like it's supposed to show it as like oh these kindly older people in their golden years doing this fun thing which connects them a lot of money for their community versus the greedy Harvard Gen Z types. And it's just, it's just, like I said, the film is enjoyable enough. It's a nice watch. Um, it's very sweet in places. Um, Brian Cranston is just being brilliant as usual. It's a six, seven out of ten. It's not a bad film. It squanders its it squanders its concept because I think it could have it could have quite easily been a nine or a ten had they not done the kind of feel good hallmark kind of thing and if they'd actually kind of stuck more to the story of it rather than. Rather than making the story about Jerry and Marge's relationship, make the story about what they're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but, yeah, enjoyable enough watch. It's not bad. Oh, oh. Something to do, at least, wasn't it? It was. Again, avoiding the sun. <laughs> yes, yes, we were avoiding the sun. <laughs> For people listening to this in the future, it was hot this year. Very, very hot. <laughs> Specifically this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... Let's embrace the sun, because it's now time to go on to our main topic at hand. Again, we are now on an airplane, Emmy Airwaves. We are going. This is a, it's a good airplane, this, because even though we all get on the same airplane, we all actually eject off to different lands. Fantasy lands. Is that, is that the Fortnite bus? 
bit like that. I was thinking more Thunderbirds, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> we all just set off from an island and we go someplace fantastical. So basically, yeah, we're going to take you on our dream, maybe not dream, but fantastical, not real places in media holidays off on our American vacations. So I want to know. Mm. Ooh, looking at the, I feel like a travel agent now. It feels good. Feels good. Biggie. Have you got your passport? <laughs> okay. So, um, are you tired of those generic space battles and need to unwind? Then why not head off to Ringworld, part of the Halo Array network found in ideal locations across the galaxy? So, the first thing that hits you once you arrive. It's the fresh grass, the rush of water, high cliffs and clouds. And then you just look up and see the intimidating curvature of one of those beautiful ring worlds. You can spend a day on the beach, walking along the beautiful sandy, beautiful sandy beaches, and you'll find hidden away, you may find hidden away um, some of the old bullet cases or covenant skulls that you can have for keepsake. Or may even witness the Spartans and the UNC storm the beachfront you can sit back, sipping on cocktails as the chaos ensues. Or how about a romp through the deep, lush tropical jungle? <laughs> Take the ultimate test of endurance and maybe challenge yourself to scale some of the many snow-capped hills and mountains. Or you can bathe yourself in the cascading waterfalls, or perhaps test your GCSE French skills on the local grunts and ask Uwe Le Bibliothèque and flood yourself with the knowledge in the maze-like library. <laughs> you can even pick out your book and you can even pick out and book your next holiday location by visiting the silent cartographer whilst there. You can check out the old military bases and covenant <laughs> ships like the famous Moor. I hope you're not afraid of heights as you're taken up into some of the ships by the lift beams. You can cover the world quite quickly by catching a ride on one of the Pelican dropships or hire yourself a banshee from one of those disgruntled locals. Let go of that guilty spark and give yourself a holiday. You deserve it. And I chose this purely because it's still one of those games that when I first played it back then for people that have, don't know he's talking about Halo by the way you'll know <laughs> what I'm talking about when you first come off after the big fight in the Pillar of the Autumn and it crashes and you end up in the ring world and that world just blew me away and I just thought it was so picturesque for a first person shooter when back in the, those days you were playing Doom or Quake or whatever it was, and it's just this really grungy, dirty corridor sort of based uh, first-person shooters, and then all of us, yeah, everywhere. And then basically, all of a sudden, you're just out in this beautiful world, and the fact that you could see the Banshee in the air, and you'd be thinking, mm. oh, "I'd love to take one of those." And later in the game, you do. You're flying around up in the sky. It was just, yeah, incredible. So for me, I chose this as the well, holiday I think location. Still marvelous about. It's a perfect choice. I think what's marvellous about, especially the first Halo, is that first time you land on the beach, you look up, you can see mm. the world, the whole world. Yeah. And I have not played the new one, but I've only played uh, up to Halo 3, and I think I don't, I think you're at Halo 2 where you're not actually on a, a ring world, are you? No. And, and, and no, I'm not, think, not, you, not, not until kind of about two-thirds of the way. Yeah, to, you, you go to yeah. a broken one, don't you? Yeah, like and and I think the spectacle kind of it, it, it's. I think you're in Africa or something on the second one at the beginning. Yeah, New Mombasa. That's it. 
And it's just like, you're like, oh, this is cool. It's nice to see uh, future Earth and stuff, but get me yeah. back on one of them rings, man, because I think it's stunning. I love the concept. It's, it's an old-fashioned science concept. Like, Arthur C. Clarke did it. I don't know if he was the first, but one of the first. This ring no, world. No, it's not, it's not Arthur C. Clarke. It's Philip K. Dick who did That's ring it, Philip K. Dick. That's it. Sorry. Yeah, just sci-fi men. But it's a, it's, a fanta- it's a fantastic image, however you put it. Even if it's a paradise rather than what Halo is, it's just a war zone. I, I don't know the full lore of Halo. I don't even know what, why they exist. But it's they're just, weapons. Are they weapons? They're, 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 they're yep. weapons to exterminate the flood. <laughs> Ring worms were created right. to allow... Oh, well, they studied the parasite it, floods to basically see what they get up to. No, and then if they, they get out of hand, they can let rip yeah. with the, the Halo. And destroy Probably like twenty five thousand oh, kilometers or something ridiculous in diameter, and it all blows up, takes everything out. Wow. But yeah, I, I I I just thought it was. I need to go through. All it's very way, similar to really that scene it. in um, either um, Oblivion or um, Fallout when you come out of the vault or the, the cave, and you just suddenly have this open world in front of you. And I think Halo absolutely nailed that. And mm. uh, I still remember. Yeah, I still remember reveal that moment, second level. Yeah, the reveal blew me away. I just thought it was incredible, and I think <laughs> I think for some weird reason, it'd make a nice holiday destination. I mean, it would. There it's a be- there's beaches everywhere. It's got everything you want, hasn't it? If you, if you go when things aren't chaotic, it'd be perfect. There's no shops though. That's the problem. It's a self catering holiday. Lunch. Yeah, it seems like many packs with you. Excellent. Excellent. I, I'm into it. I'm into it. Thank you for that um, lovely trip to Ringworld. Is that what it's called? The Ringworld? Yeah. What's it called? Well, one of them is it's oh, called, that one, I think, in particular, was called Ringworld. I don't know mm-hmm. if they all are, but. All right. Fair enough. Excellent. Gadget, where are you going? Um, well, you see, you, you get, get off your play and pick up your sword because coming to the lands between is a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity, whether you're Gosh. tarnished or not. With three fingers travel, you can have the ultimate in holiday experiences. Once you see the grand Erd tree hanging high on the horizon, you'll never want to leave, and nor will you be able to. <laughs> Just yeah. die over and over. Come see the grand castle Stormvale. <laughs> you'll love meeting its patron, Godric the Grafted, a charming fellow who's always willing to lend a hand or two to any traveller in need. Chill out and get your feet wet in Leonia of the Lakes, where you can go fishing for some of the finest lobsters in the land. And then it's a short journey up to the gorgeous Raya Lucaria Academy, home of the Glintstone Sorceries and the captivating Renala Queen of the Moon. Just, uh, d- just don't ask where our kids are. Oh, then it's off to the sweeping plains of the Altus Plateau, the golden city of Langdell, the royal capital. Come to the base of the Erd Tree and hold court with Morgoth, the Omen King. See the site of the grand battle with the Lord of Dragons. Wander down the boulevards and do some shopping while being serenaded by the horns of the Golden Envoys. If you're feeling particularly adventurous, the mountain top of the giants awaits you with all the slopes and hills you could want to ski down on a shield. And for all you big game hunters, Kaelid is for you. This harsh and oppressive area is filled to the brim with dragons, so be ready to take aim and bring back to the hunting lodge. You can even get archery lessons from Star Scourge Radan. Whatever your desires for a holiday, the lands between have you covered. From sandy beaches to volcano manors, there's fun for all the family to be found across the world. Please note, personal safety is not guaranteed. We take no responsibility for repeated deaths, falls, burns, meltings, or any other fatal injuries. The frenzied flame awaits you. Yes, I'm talking about the world from Elden Ring. It's not APA protected, is it? There's no insurance on that holiday. No, there's no at all protection for this one. That's it, Yeah, no, I... I know when I mentioned this in our Discord, like, Stig's like, why? 
And it's just like, why? Why? Tell me. Like, yes, it's, it's nice looking. Gaby loves being there. Where? Yeah. Uh, why would you want to go on a holiday where everything tries to kill you? Well, okay. So, well, so people go to Australia, though. So one, when you, yeah, people go to Australia. Uh, one, <laughs> it's not as bad as that. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> When you walk into the lands between, you're kind of bound by the earth tree. So you die, you're going to come back to life anyway. It's an action holiday. You get to enjoy killing things, aside yeah. from that. But Hunting also, it, roll around also like, aside, from, aside from anything, it's such a mysterious and weird world. Like imagine, imagine the historical tour that you could get going around these big castles. Granted, you might have to kill a few misbegotten. Mm, it, wow. it just happens. You know, it's no different from going to Pontons. You've got to kill to get your way Especially through there. Especially that one in Wales. <laughs> Fuck it you know, um, you, you you walk through the mist woods. You're going to get attacked by giant room bears. Same thing happens in centre parks. You know, you can't you can't miss this kind of stuff. This is why you don't go on holiday in the UK. Things try to kill you as much as they do in Elden Ring. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a lovely place. It's got a lot. You can go from the beaches. You can go to a volcano manor. You can go up the mountains. Yes, you've got to kill a few things, but you know, what? it's a beautiful place. It's a beautiful part of the Miyazaki multiverse. And you can just sit and stare at the earth tree all day while getting drunk with Buck. Yeah, you never get a suntan because there's I'm no in. sun. There is a sun. Praise the sun. There is a sun, man. Praise. I I was, you praise it. No, that's a different game. <laughs> I was listening to the same argument on Bonfire Side Chat. saying, oh, there's no sun. He said, no, there is a sun. Just the, the earth tree blocks it in most views. <laughs> yeah, you always Where it is, but there is a sun in it. Um, but yeah, it's a, of all the... Um, of all the From Software worlds as well, it is actually, weirdly enough, the most inviting. All the other ones have this element of oppressiveness to it. Like, for all that the world of Elden Ring is shattered, um, it's still lived in, still, though, isn't it? It's still lived in and it's still functional. Like, you know, you go down to Jarberg and just hang out with the Jarben, you know? Oh, love, lo- lovely little warrior Jar boys. Just wants, wants to get on with his life. Stig's just shaking his head like a disapproving dad it's here. Because he had a bad holiday. He had a bad holiday. He's furious with Thomas Collins. <laughs> holiday from hell. Fucking game from hell. Everything wants to kill you. I'm, I'm not. Well, that, that goes. That goes. What about fucking Ringworld? You were fine with Ringworld. Everything on the Halo wants to kill you. Oh, I'm not fine with that. From- we'll go there. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand why everyone. Why everyone wants to it's go right to leave you vaccinated. It's fine. Things want to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't get rot if you've got vaccinated. Yeah, just make sure you get your scarlet rot vaccine. Brilliant. I, I like it, and I knew you were going to do it, even though you told me, but I, I, I bet the audience could guess before I even got round to you. I wonder where it gets I, I mean, I could, I, I, could have, I, could have, I could have said Yarnum, but that one's a bit more horrific. You could have gone to one. Blight Town for the weekend. <laughs> oh, God. Yarnum would be one of those ones where, like, like the goths go for an adventure months, weekend. It's Whitby. Yarnum is Whitby. Yarnum is Whitby, yeah. Scampy. Whitby with Yarnum companies. Scampy. Exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, but that's probably going to be some Lovecraftian <laughs> Scampy, mate. That's the problem. It's Coz, isn't it? That's what happened to Coz. She became Scampy. Yeah. You don't want to eat that. You get too much insight and you'll die of madness. Cool, cool, cool. Right. You might like this one, Stig, a bit. I'm going to go. So, imagine. Some people are going to know this straight away. Imagine sitting back with a shoe puff shake on the calm beaches of Besaid, eating battered Marlborough rings, on the shanty decks of Killica, hiking the calm lands and trekking up Mount Gagazette. Take on a beautiful river cruise down the moon flow, visit dear departed loved ones in the far plain in Guadalajara, 
or risk the shocking terrain of the Thunder Plains. Or just soak up the sights no. and catch a blitzball game in Luca. Disclaimer, excursions to Bavel, the capital, have been postponed due to religious turmoil and civil unrest. Speak to your travel guide for more information on that. That's right, guys. We're going on a trip to Spira. The, the, basically, the, the world of Final Fantasy X. Um, for me, it's probably the best lived-in world that they've created in the series. I mean, Candy's going to disagree with me later, I'm sure. She's bringing something very close. Um, I love this because it's a departure from... I don't mm. know if you've played Final Fantasy X, guys, but most people... Yeah, yeah. Every mm, game, every game up until that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> He's not booking that holiday, is he? Every every game up until that, maybe apart from seven for a bit, is European medieval. That's nice. It's all European medieval, isn't it? This, it wasn't. It's still. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Except, like, like seven and eight had a kind of almost kind of techno punk vibe techno to them, punk, where there was yeah. a lot. A lot of technology to them. A lot of kind of they were more like mo- more, very modern anime kind of things. Whereas yeah, then you got yeah. to, you went to nine, and then it went back to kind of medieval fantasy. But I mean, the majority of Final Fantasy opens at that point. Then it's all sirs and knights. Luca, Luca looks nice. Yeah, he is it's stunning. So for people who know, Spirit is the fictional world of the Square Enix role playing game Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X Two. Spirit is the first Final Fantasy world to feature consistent, all-encompassing spiritual and mythological influences within the planet's civilization and their inhabitants' daily lives. The world of Spirit itself is very different from the mainly European-style worlds found in previous Final Fantasy games. See, on this Wikipedia it says mainly, so you're right, Gadget. <laughs> Wikipedia never lies. Well, well. Just all the time. <laughs> but yeah, it's... it's it, it's basically based on South Pacific, Thailand, and Japan, and most notably with respect to its vegetation, topography, and architecture. Now, there is a whale-sized elephant in the room regarding this uh, vacation, and that's Sin. So you've not, you've not played this, Stig, but Sin is basically a colossal Lovecraftian entity that travels the world destroying any built-up area. <laughs> so more, more things that want to kill yeah. you on your holiday. Oh. This is this is uh, on this travel brochure I've, I've created. Pack light, because then you can just get out of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> don't don't bring sure all you your luggage because you're going to get killed. So yeah, oh definitely, it's very it's all islands, isn't it? That game just islands upon islands, archipelagos, stuff like that. So FF10 is for some people their favourite entry, and when you ask why, it's usually due to Spira, the world itself. Like it's such a change from European, the European style that, especially nine before it had. But then again, nine was the homage to the games of the past as well. Um, to this day, I think it's one of the most distinct and beautiful, especially in Final Fantasy X two, which there is no uh, creature trying to destroy the world at all. So it's a bit more. If you went then, Stig, you'd like it. There's no creature, and you'd love Blitzball as well. Attacking anyone, and you'd ever. like it. Right. <laughs> This ball's great. It's, it's probably better to watch than to play. That's all I can say on that one because it's not very fun to play. But yeah, writers um, Yoshinori Katase and Tetsuya Nomura, who are na- big names now, they weren't then. I think they smashed it out of the park with the world building and stuff and the character building. And again, music by Hironobu Sakaguchi, which it could be sacrilegious for some people. I think it's his best work on this game because it's more subdued and tranquil and laid back. Like especially when you go to Besaid first time, and that that little um, 
that island theme comes on. It's fucking fantastic. I hear it in my head all the time. I, I just think it. I still can't listen to the opening theme without crying. Oh, it's, it's, uh, to Zanakin. Yeah, to Zanakin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. This is my story. All that. I, I, oh. it, I just think it'd be a look. Even, even the, the best thing that this game does is, yeah, there's danger. It's a fucking JRPG. Causes danger, but there's so many moments of tranquility and relaxed, and it's a big adventure. That it's mm. basically the whole game's a pilgrimage, isn't it? And there's moments where they're just the party's just sat there, and the world is stunning, even to this day. And it's fucking like 22 years old or something now, isn't it? It's fucking. I, I, I just think it's marvelous. And I'd love to cut a spear out of all the Final Fantasy. It's the best laughing scene ever. So that's my holiday. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's really good. In context, it's good. Out of context, it's fucking ridiculous. But yeah, Stig, where you going, boy? Okay, that's slightly different, but bear with me. Uh, you'll guess where I'm going. It's obvious. Um, I'm going to spend my two-week holiday traveling across worlds created by one studio from the genius minds of Hiroyuki Morita, Raiko Yoshida. Kiko Niwa, Toshio Suzuki, Isua Takahata, and Hayao Miyazaki. Yep, every single one I nailed then. I think I did quite well, actually. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, after being ejected from the Fortnite bus, I skydived myself down into the back seat of a plane owned by one Porco Rosso. (laughs) His gorgeous seaplane, the Savio S21. We fly away to the faraway land of Ingari, which is full of breathtaking mountains and lakeside landscapes. Porco drops me off in the harbour town of Port Haven. After a little wander around the town and the local markets, I head off to the Port Haven uh, marshes to see where Howell caught his first falling star as a child. I take a few selfies of the area, then head back down to Jenkins Magic Shop. Those of you in the know know that this is Howell's shop, a magic and a magic teleport to his castle. Knowing I was coming, he, Calcifer, and Markle and Sophie all welcome me with open arms. They flip the switch on the door and we're now flying away in the castle. I'm on board Howell's moving castle, flying high in the air above the amazing landscapes, and it's magnificent. We all head off to Howell's cottage for a few days of hiking, swimming, and relaxing by the lake. After a few days of... uh, A few wonderful days of them, I fly off in the castle again, and they take me to the abandoned city of Laputa, a magical flying city long abandoned. And I spend a few days there exploring the ancient city, marvelling at the architecture and technology. So, you know, like the kind of holidays you go to if you were going to go to Pompeii or somewhere like that. You go and see these old like destroyed by a volcano. civilizations. And exploring and take, holidays that you go all on. The history. Like destroyed by a volcano. Yeah. yeah. Sorry? That's where you go to watch. It was. See. It was quite dangerous. It's great there, actually. Yeah. I went there um, a couple of years ago. It's not going to go off. They know when it's going to go off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not by like creatures is going to come out and kill you. No, no, there's no creatures coming out to kill me in this, die, in this in holiday. <laughs> so I wait for my, my ride to arrive. It's Kiki the Witch who gives me a lift mm. on a broomstick and takes me down to the town of Corico, a lovely city taking inspiration from the likes of Lisbon, Paris, San Francisco, and Milan. As she works in a bakery, Kiki loads me up full of what wonderful baked goods before I go off to explore the city. I'm only in Corico for a short stop before my ride. The cat bus arrives and takes me off to the Valley of the Wind and the 
Sukumari Forest to observe the wildlife. I go and see the Homu and Totoro up close and get some wonderful selfies with them. Totoro absolutely <laughs> loves a selfie, the big grinning bastard. <laughs> Of does. My final stop on the wildlife tour is the Tanuki of Tama Hills with their gigantic <laughs> scrotums that help them fly. Yeah. Uh, these are wonderful creatures, but you have to keep your distance because <laughs> those balls are a sight to behold. The cat bus drops me off at the harbour where I take Fujimoto's boat over the, to Hotel Adriano where I meet up with Porco Rosso again. And after one absolute piss up of a night, a mega night with Porco, he flies me off to the entrance of the Cat Kingdom, yes. where I'm greeted by none other than the Baron Humper von Gickigan, a cat that wears a white top and tail suit with jazzy red waistcoat and a blue bow tie. And I spend a wonderful, weird day, few days in the Cat Kingdom. But as everyone knows, you can't stay in there too long, otherwise, you lose yourself and get turned into a cat. So, two days is enough. The Baron takes me off to the station to catch the spirit train where I proceed to my last stop of the trip. It's the bathhouse from Spirited Away. I have a VIP package there at the bathhouse. I'm treated, bathhouse, I'm treated like a king, having wonderful spa weekend where I relax and eat so much food. And if anyone has watched a Ghibli film, you know that food looks incredible mm. all the time. Oh. So at the end of the weekend, I'm treated to a wonderful fireworks show and a dancing show from Haku the White Dragon as he dances across the sky. Wow. It's beautiful and wonderful. And then after it, Porco flies me back home to the real Mate, world. that's so brilliant. So there you go. My holiday is flying around Studio Ghibli World. I liked your vlog as well. I yeah. liked how you did it in a, vlog, in a vlog way. That's fucking beautiful, man. Loved it. Wow. Because... It just, if you've watched them, and I, I know I've talked about Studio Ghibli over and over and over again, but they're incredible and they look yeah. incredible. They don't age, mate. The landscapes age. and the vistas and the mountain ranges and everything that they, the color totally palette, everything is just gorgeous. And I just think if you could travel across all those different worlds and just do these, Pure whimsy, meet these people it? and oh. yeah, do these things, and it would be incredible. So. That was my that was my I'm team so jealous in booked, Studio Ghibli I'm Land. So jealous I booked trip to Spira instead. <laughs> but you could have been and turned not into one a cat. Thing tried to kill no, me. No, you could have died video. from alcohol poisoning. Yeah, he would still be alive though. I I could have been changed into a cat. That is true. But I'd be all right with yeah, that. He'd still be alive. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's all right. Well, I, still I got hope to they have a litter tray for cat prints. So he didn't get stuck in a scarlet rock puddle like Gadget might have done. <laughs> gotta watch where you're walking that's true that's true yeah oh. there's a lot of cat shit in the uh, cat kingdom <laughs> I love it mate fucking fantastic like that, that when you were every because I've watched them all and when you were just saying it, I was like yeah yeah I mean I know oh, mm. it's, it's such oh, I wish my kids liked it oh fuck <laughs> I even had more ideas and I was just like no it's just gonna go too long I thought oh I could go into it Secret world of Ariati and spend a couple of days as the small human. But I've been like, watching a, uh, oh, a lot of why, travel. Why you do travel that? Vlogs on uh, <laughs> on uh, YouTube, people going to fucking incredible places, and I was like, that that's exactly how they how they do it, but in a long long form video. You yeah. beautiful, mate. Thank you, thank you very much, Candy. The one thing that it did annoy me though quickly was. I, I would actually like to have an absolute piss up with Parker Rosso. Oh, you drink, he'd oh, yeah. drink you under the table. <laughs> Ooh, oh, you could have any pork scratching, so could you? No, he's no. cheating anyway. He he he'd drink so much, yeah, be... and yet he'd still be up at seven o'clock in the morning, ready to fly. 
<laughs> I feel like he's a bit of a brother to, brother to me. I, I'm, I'm like that. Anyway, Candy, round it off. Where's your trip? I, I reckon it's close to where I went. I think you might be right, you know. So I'm off on a gal's road trip, and we're going to EOS from Final Fantasy 15. And I'm taking some friends. I'm taking Disney's Ursula, King Valkyrie, Adele, who is real, by the way, just in I case you didn't meant, know. I thought you meant Sorceress uh, Adele from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> no, no, actual Adele is in... Chasing Pavements Adele. Whinging, sing, whinging singer, yeah. Uh, Queen Maeve, and I have to bring out Final Fantasy character, so Tifa's coming with us as yeah, well. Tits uh, We all like a drink, we all like a laugh, we're just six queens on the road causing chaos <laughs> and breaking hearts, and uh, imagine it's kind of like a Hindu, but we're all at the stage of life where ideally we'd just like to be in bed by about midnight. And the reason we're off to EOS, like, you can say what you want about Final Fantasy XV's story, and possibly deservedly so, um, but you can't really deny the beauty of some of the locations in the game. Oodles, I know you must have played. Is there I anyone else? 15. I think it's fantastic. Yes, yeah, stunning. I, I yeah. thought it looked great. I love the game in general. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't know why people <laughs> slag it off. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I agree. It's, I agree. It's fine. It could have done more. It was fine. Um, so anyway, no, as I said, so this is going to be a road trip. So our main mode of transport will be the convertible car that you see in Final Fantasy 15. Yep. So it, I mean, it, it may have to be a modified version. It has to be a six seater. Um, we take it in turns to drive. Ursula maybe might not be able to. Um, not sure. I reckon Ursula's constantly fit. sloshed. Yeah, me too. That's why I want to bring her. Always pissed. So always I think. Pissed. So let's let's put her on up. She can navigate. No, and she'll get lost. In control of the... It's fine. That's part of the fun you of the road Ursula trip. Put in the fucking um... boot and leave her in there until you get somewhere. <laughs> She's a terrorist. No, she can put she can put the bangers on. That's fine. She's a charge at radio. So first, yeah, exactly. So first day, we're flying off the uh, off the Fortnite bus. We're flying into the city of Insomnia, and this is a sprawling futuristic metropolis that could be compared to Tokyo. Um, you can't really explore it in the game, uh, but if you watch Kingsglaive, which is the movie accompaniment that they sort of force you to watch it, yeah, before playing Final Fantasy Fifteen, because they couldn't really be asked to put it in the game. Um, it's a typical sort of city, business area, executive restaurants, um, street food bars, all of that. Um, and we'll be spending our first evening in the casino. Ursula's going to lose all of her money, but she'll pull a local businessman. He'll, he'll just replace all that money and more just uh, in exchange for a quick fumble in the car park. I bet Ursula goes all night as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. You'd, you'd lose track of her, as wouldn't you? As we say in Yorkshire, she's a woman. She's a woman. I mean, she's a uh, feisty. <laughs> she's a queen. Next morning, right, we're collecting our rental car and we're off for a nice beach day in Golden Key. Um, Golden Key is a small Caribbean-like beach. It's got white sand, crystal blue sea, palm trees, an excellent fishing spot, and it's got a little seafood restaurant at the end the of the The most expensive here. restaurant in the game, may you add. <laughs> oh, but it's so pretty, though. But it's just above the sea. Oh, watch that sun go down. A demanding little cat uh, that would constantly oh, that be fed. Oh, I love that cat, though. <laughs> I forgot about the cat. Even better. More points. So Valkyrie would grab us a, a barrel of beer and some sandwiches from the restaurant. We'd spend the day on the beach. Uh, Maeve would get sunburned because she insists soup stronger, soup skin is stronger yeah. than the sun rays. Makes the rookie error, forgetting she's a bit ginger. Um, in the evening, we'd be off to the bar and restaurant. We'd watch the sunset and drink local signature cocktails and eat seafood, seafood tapas. Ursula would pull the barman. We wouldn't see her till the next day. Um, to Armin. Next day, we're off to a local chocobo outpost. I'm going to say chocobo because that's 
I know it's, it's a chocobo. chocobo. I find chocobo Come easier. On. Chocobo's easier. <laughs> chocobo. You've never played it. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> we're off to a chocobo outpost and we spend the morning having a tour of the area on the back of chocobos. Adele has a bit of a mishap um, when mounting a chocobo. She, she accidentally kind of overjumps, falls off the other side, flashes, the ass, fa- flashes her ass at the rest of, rest of us. Valkyrie's feeling fairly confident in her riding skills. She takes her chocobo for a bit of a skin, uh, spin around the racetrack. The rest of us have chocobo egg omelettes and <gasps> gishel greens for lunch. Oh, no. Before we head off, Ursula emerges from one of the barns covered in hay and feathers, and we just don't ask. Um, <laughs> so that evening, we're heading to Listalem. And nice. the Salem is it's it's kind of like like other locations in the in the game. It's kind of based upon a, a real world location, so it's like a bustling city. It's got uh, markets, cafes, street seating, and alley, alleyways full of locals it's like milling around. Istanbul, and it's Istanbul kind of, but with a massive reactor behind it. <laughs> yeah, well, whole, we won't be visiting the, the reactor. We haven't got made, time. It's, it's run by women, isn't it? That's the cool thing about it. So cool. I forgot about yeah. that. Is yeah, it? the whole city is rubber. I remember that it's powered from those crystal The men shards. stay at home and the women go to work. Oh, <laughs> well, it doesn't sound so good now. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> I think it's kind of, to me, I would say it's like based on Cuba. But yeah, Istanbul's a good comparison. So we, we're just going to spend the afternoon walking around the street markets. t finds all sorts of local exotic alcohol to take home to a bar. One of the street vendors will offer Ursula a sample of his organic sausage and she'll let us know that she'll catch up with us later. Um, we spend the evening dancing to a local band who are playing on the street corner. Adele asks if they know the song Hello, and they do. So we'll have a bit of a karaoke, stay in the local ho- hotel before heading off for a couple of days of pampering in Altissia. Um, to get to Altissia, we need to take a boat from our previous location of Golden Bay. So we drop off the rental car to the local Avis or whatever they got there. Um, and while, while the waiter just comes springing out of a local caravan asking Ursula why she's not wearing the ring that he gave her. Um, Altissia is one of the most stunning locations in a game I've ever seen. Um, it's, yeah, obviously it's based in Venice. It, well, Based on Venice, if Venice wasn't so old and crumbly, yeah, smell it. so it's kind of like imagine, yeah, imagine if Dubai recreated Venice in <laughs> yeah, like that's perfect. luxury levels. That's it. You know, clean marble, no litter, just a modest use of gold, polished woods, hotels like the Ritz, all that absolute peak of luxury, basically. Um, so, like Venice, there's no roads, just paths and rivers where you can take a trip on a gondola. Uh, Top end shops, restaurants, street cafes. And at night, the city is lit. Is it just by Vivian Westwood shop as well, isn't there? Literally in the game. There is. There actually is. Her um, wedding, wedding dress. dress is, yeah. um, Luna Freya's wedding dress is Vivian Westwood. Weird game. I forgot that. That's cool as fuck. I know, isn't it? That is a really cool. I forgot. Um, so in the morning, we're just going to have a nice night there. In the morning, we do a bit of fishing in the harbour. We take our catches to a local restaurant. They prepare the fish for dinner whilst we did a bit of shopping. Drop off our shopping at the hotel, have an early dinner at the restaurant we drop our fish off at. And then we'd head to the Coliseum for a bit of violence in a show. Um, Ursula would head off to get us all some popcorn. We notice she's been gone a while. We look up at the Jumbotron. She's there getting off with a security guard. She tries (laughs) to get to the changing rooms. That's that's just as far as she got. So we'd all cheer and clink beers. And then on our final day, flight home's in the evening. So we'd spend the rest of the day in Altissia Hotel Spa. Mojitos, cucumbers, you know, on, on the eyes, the lot. 
Ursula asked the masseuse if they know what a happy ending is. <laughs> and we'd all exchange our photos, upload the girl, girl's trip to Instagram with the caption, <laughs> how was your Monday? Nice. So, that's my trip. And I'm so disappointed I can't actually go on this trip. It sounds like an absolute banger. Ursula, queen of queens. She sounds like a banger. She's a man, I'm telling you. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. Oh, I love I that. that. And, and the fact that, I mean, when you're... Altissi, I wouldn't recommend fishing too much because there's a leviathan in the water, remember? Just... Well, you don't go too deep. <laughs> Do you not have to summon him? Probably. I mean, you're, tell- you're telling me that <laughs> Ursula wouldn't be able to summon leviathan? Well, I mean, at least she'd be able to probably stand up to yeah, him. Because remember in the film, she gets all big she's as well, a, so I think we'd be queen okay. She's the ocean, isn't she? She'd probably try and shag it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Leviathan's, yeah. She sounds like so, a squirter. Even though it's a... It's a dr- Oh my oh god. god! Oh, Biggie! <laughs> you ruined the holiday now. We're going home. Right, turn the car around. This We're is why home. we didn't bring boys. We're going home. You're definitely not invited. I can get away with putting a wig on and he's, turning up. I've, I've, I've been watching the look on his face throughout the entire he's picture. About like, it. He's been thinking about that since the first moment you said Ursula. <laughs> Oh, turn the car around. We're going on. Right. Instead of going on, I want to know what our listeners have been. Where, where, where do they want to go? Is it as dangerous as some of ours, or is it as tranquil as sticks? Um. Well, uh, we can start off with Nimrod Hicks, who uh, three words, all perfect. Bluston Paradise, please. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Why not? I'd love to. It might be dangerous. Depend. Depends if if, if those pigmen warriors. If turn. it's that week. <laughs> if it's that week, then yeah, it would be probably quite dangerous. But the rest of the time, you know, it's a nice, nice cruise on a very, a very well-appointed um, cruising spaceship around a very beautiful yeah. planet. Some good, good entertainment. Yeah, the Plava Laguna, which is it, which is in there. Yeah, you'd be a bit annoyed if Ruby Rod was kind of wandering around all the time. I wouldn't. I'd love Ruby Rod. I would. I think in person he'd be grating. Deck him. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> It would You're be if you're running around You're... like Kenny Gamer. <laughs> you just deck it. Kenny Gamer. <laughs> Will Smith. Oh God. Oh dear. <laughs> Next. Uh, Lee Davies has said Pepperland from the Yellow Submarine. Free love and copious amounts of LSD. Cool music yeah, and giant apples. What's not to like? God, I haven't watched that in ages. Fuck. Oh, fucking crazy Beatles, weren't they? They were fucking crazy yeah. bastards. <laughs> <laughs> No, high, high is the is the yeah, word. Yeah, that's the word. Xenos, <laughs> uh, well, I, I, we're just hitting a square Enix thing going on here because he's because Xenos has said, I think the answer for me has to be the setting of Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> ah, no the surprise there. Yeah, yeah, it's generally known as yours, yeah, but that's just the name of the continent where we start. The world's much bigger than that, and it's covered pretty much every environment you could ask for. Now, I did see the the, the massive travel guide that he posted in the Discord here, and thankfully, um, this has been condensed slightly because it was an essay with diagrams. <laughs> get in the and Discord, and, and you get an holiday travel guide. Yeah. So he says, um, beach holiday, visit the island of uh, the island of Lanosha, which is similar to Greece or Italy, and has the coast all the coastline you could ask for. Looking for something more tropical. Thamvia is essentially India with blazing sun and deep, deep jungle to explore. Retail therapy, the city of Uldar in Thanalan, Thanalan has some of the finest markets in the world and the Mandeville Gold Saucer is the premier gambling location on the continent. Just don't forget your wallet, it gets expensive quickly. Yeah. 
Prefer colder weather? Then Curthus is ideal for snowboarding and mountain climbing. For those looking for more temperate climbs, the Black Shroud is a vast near-European forest ideal for hiking and historical sites. Though do watch out for Odin lurking in the trees. And if you're in for adventure, Mordona is is always looking for adventurers to help in the archaeological digs and keep the giants away from the artefacts. Further afield, we have the continent of Othard, a parallel to Asia with equivalents to Japan, China and Vietnam, as well as the Mongolian steppe for those who are into horse archery. I do like a bit of horse archery. Charlien is an academic Switzerland in the Northern Seas whose research archive is nothing less than a city-sized archaeology designed to keep every species they're studying comfortable no matter where in the world it came from. And if you're feeling really exotic, we've got a parallel dimension where the world took a different turn a century ago and nothing is quite the same since the night stopped falling. And of course, there's always the restaurant at the end of the universe to round off your trip. And that last bit is not a joke. (laughs) Wow. There's more to this game than meets the eye. It only takes well, about keep you... 500 hours to get there. Yeah, so you've got to keep you paying for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, running out of, and... I'm running out of levels. I was going to say, you still Three playing levels. that? I, I, I started another character because I wanted to keep playing it for free. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and last up, we have Ray. He said, I'm thinking of... Is it... I'm I'm thinking, is it a grand summer getaway? If it, uh, sorry, I'll start that again. I'm thinking, if it is a grand summer getaway, why not travel somewhere crazy and grimdark to have a different kind of holiday? I am, of course, talking about the Imperium of Man from the Warhammer Forty Thousand universe. As an em- as an empire, it stretches across half the galaxy, uh, the entire galaxy, half the galaxy now. But we would rather not talk about that. The oh. Imperium offers an abundance of sceneries and cultures covering tourists seeking experiences of any kind. Including, but not limited to, the tropical jungle of Katachan, teeming with uh, lovely exotic wildlife. Or maybe you prefer somewhere cooler. What about the icy planet of Fenry? Give yourself a survival challenge to see if you can join, uh, see if you can live to join the Space Wolf Legion. Or if you're more of a city folk, then Necromunda can be the place. Typical imperial. Oh, typical imperial hive cities can be find here, found here with some charming locals, or maybe Nostromo. Nothing to do with some old cargo ship. Uh, a planet-sized Gotham both figuratively and literally, the entire world shrouded in perpetual darkness all year round, and finally saving the best from last, go to Oliensis for a big party. After all, it is owned by Slanish. I heard he, she is one hell of a partier. I have to stop here or this feedback would be awkwardly long. To sum it up, Imperium of Man, breathtaking views, literally in Necromunda, a strange plant and animal life, lovely people and Xenos, uh, and crazy parties, truly a summer destination. Are you interested? Sure, why not? Give me a bolter and send me after the orcs. Did you recognise some of those names? Gadget? Gotcha. Yes. Glad you're in on this episode. We've had we've had Warhammer before and we were all just going, hmm. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> just I just couldn't live anywhere called the Stop. Imperium. It sounds very imperialist. <laughs> Everyone seems to want to go to places that want to kill you. <laughs> fun, fun, funnily enough, Oodles, in Warhammer 40k, yes, it's a big Im- empire owned yeah. by an emperor. Sounds like it, doesn't it? Sounds like it. You know, 40,000 years into the future, there is only war. Which is probably realistic. (laughs) It's probably realistic. That's the scary thing. There's space and everything. Yeah, Necromunda's a fun one because those Imperial cities, it's kind of like the dirtiest, grittiest cyberpunk kind of thing because they're just like buildings stacked on top of each other and like deepest dark there was a Necromunda game came out recently which is supposed to be quite good for that like the visual style of it there's too many of those those, those uh, Warhammer games and then there's these Warhammer games that are not in future isn't there? there's Warhammer in the past yeah Warhammer Fantasy crazy I can't keep up can't keep up but brilliant is that everyone's feedback that's everyone's feedback fantastic so 
As always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in the show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Next week, it's the final part to our summer theme. And hopefully, because we stop doing it, the weather gets better, as in cooler, because we, we, we basically influence the world now, don't we? So Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice. But yeah, next week we'll be tackling the summer heat, literally. We're going to discuss our favourite media that had an intense heat about it. So, you know what we're talking about, like, I don't know, Sunshine the film. Basically, <laughs> it captures what the heat is in a gaseous star. So, yeah, that kind of thing. That's what we're going to do next week. So, for everyone that's not a patron, you guys have got to leave now. We're kicking you off the plane. But for our patrons, we're going to meet us back in the VIP lounge, the, the green room. So, for everyone else, good night. It's been a podcast. Bye. See you later. Bye. Bye. Hey. <laughs> I have to like get I have to get my head into game. Not on over, not on over, not on over. Oh god, so am. <laughs>